2: If you would please turn to Genesis chapter 24 for a wonderful portion in scripture about love, about love. And so here Genesis 24, now it's a long chapter, and so because I really don't want you to go to sleep while I read all of this, so 67 verses. So therefore I'm gonna just kind of go and pick out some verses here to, to center on tonight, so please follow along here. First let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. We came to you, Lord, and like we walked into a chocolate shop and we said, give us your best. And you hand-selected the best for us, and that's what the Bible is tonight, Lord. It's your best. It's the histories. It's the histories that speak of of you, Lord Jesus. So open our hearts that we could read your best in Jesus. Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. Abraham was old and well-stricken in age, And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of the earth, thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country, to my kindred, take a wife. Unto my son Isaac, and the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Why in the world he would think a woman would not be willing, I have no idea. But any. Anyway. <laughs> peradventure the woman would not be willing to follow me into this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? Drop down now to verse ten. Verse ten, and the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that the women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of heaven, uh, no, God of my master Abraham, I pray thee. "'Send me good speed this day, "'and show kindness unto my master Abraham. "'Behold, I stand here by the well of water, "'and the daughters of the men of the city "'come out to draw water. "'Let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, "'Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink, "'and she shall say, drink, and I will give thy camels. "'Drink also, let the same be she that thou hast appointed "'for thy servant Isaac.'" And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. Jump now down, jump now down to verse 17. Verse 17, and the servant ran to meet her and said, let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. Drop down now to 22, 22. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of 10 shekels weight of gold. Drop down now to 26, verse 26, 26. And the man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord. Drop down to verse 29, 29, verse 29. Rebekah had a brother, and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man unto the well. And it came to pass when he saw the earring and the bracelets upon his sister's hands, when he heard the words of Rebecca, his sister saying, thus spake the man unto me, that he came out unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, come in, thou blessed of the Lord. Wherefore standest thou without? For I have prepared the house and the room for the camels. Now drop down to 54, verse 54. Verse 54. They did eat and drink, he and the men that were with him, and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning, and he said, send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, let the damsel abide with us a few days, at least 10, after that she'll go. And he said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? said, I will go. And they sent away Rebekah their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men, and they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister, be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those that hate them. And Rebecca arose and her damsel, and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah and his way, went his way. Now go to verse 67, verse 67, the last two verses in the chapter, verse 60, 66. 66. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done, and, Rebe- and Isaac brought her unto his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebecca, and she became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Now, in our last time together, you remember how we looked at this, this we're looking now at the first five books of Moses, some call it the Pentateuchs, some call it Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, so, but I call it the gospel according to Moses. This is the gospel according to Moses, and we saw in our last time together, in the sacrifice of Isaac, clear pictures of the gospel and how the Lord Jesus Christ was sacrificed for our sins. The Lord Jesus said, when he was speaking about, remember I I said that God chose his best histories and put just the right ones, just every word, and the Lord Jesus said about the scriptures, Search the scriptures. In them you think you have life. They are they which testify of me. All of the scriptures testify of the Lord Jesus Christ. It means all the histories that have been chosen for us to have here, all the scenes that we have, all the stages and the acts that take place on these stages that we have here have all been hand-selected by God to show us his son in whom he's well-pleased. And the last picture that we saw was when Isaac got up off the altar of death. He rose up off the altar of death. He's alive. And Isaac returned to the group that was, was waiting for, for them down at the bottom of the hill. And in that we saw in Isaac a type of rising from the dead. So now this marriage of Isaac in, the, in this chapter, of, which is all about love, is where we again see the gospel according to Moses, where we'll see in the marriage of Isaac, the selection of the bride. And it starts off with a plan, a plan that we see in in that plan. And again, from back in Genesis 22, Abraham has received his son Isaac as from the dead, as from the dead, when he got off that altar of death. And now he's got this plan in his mind, it starts off, In verse one, Abraham was old and well stricken in age. Abraham is old. He's very old. His body has been beaten down by his age. And this great man of faith, Abraham, who has accomplished so much in his life. Just think of everything that he's done. And yet now, remember we talked about couple of Sundays ago, about how Jacob got all agitated and when he felt he's got to bless, he's got to bless his sons before he dies. Well, now Abraham here is becoming very agitated. He feels there's something he must do, his last act before he dies. And he calls his eldest servant, who we assume is Eliezer, and he makes Eliezer Put his hand under his thigh, so was the custom in those days, so that all of Abraham's weight is on the hand of Eliezer, as if to say, Eliezer, now with all my weight on your hand, I want you to swear by God. I want you to swear by the God of heaven. I want you to swear by the God of earth that you will do this. And he says in verse 4, Thou shalt go unto my country, to my kindred. Remember, Abraham was a Syrian. And take a wife unto my son Isaac. And so Abraham wants Isaac to, he wants Eliezer to swear that he will take a wife unto his son Isaac. This desire, this plan to get a wife for Isaac was all in the heart and all in the mind of Abraham. Isaac, I don't know, he probably would have been happy just to hang around the kitchen like he always did as kind of a mama's boy, but you know, that was not to be. And so Abraham sent Eliezer to find a wife for Isaac. This is love's plan. This is love's plan. It all came from Abraham. It all stemmed from Abraham. But Abraham has one very strong criteria, and he lays this heavily on, on Eliezer. Even before he tells him where to get a wife, he tells him where not to get a wife, and he tells Eliezer this in verse three when he said, I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. This was very heavy on Abraham's mind. As a matter of fact, Before Abraham gave to Eliezer this commission to find the wife, he wanted to make it crystal clear to Eliezer, don't take a wife of the daughters of the Canaanites. Why, it would have been so easy for Eliezer to go out where they lived and go to a well around where they lived where women came. I mean, the Canaanite women were beautiful and there was plenty of them, but Abraham knew them. Abraham knew the Canaanites well he lived among them and he had seen the sexual perversion of the Canaanite women don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah was in Abraham's time and even as the Canaanite king said in Genesis 26:10 we get an idea of the sexual perversion that was happening in that day where it says in Genesis 26:10 Genesis 26:10 Abimelech said to Isaac but Abimelech said what is this thing that thou hast done unto us one of the people might lightly have lion with thy wife, and thou shouldst brought guiltiness upon us. One of the people might just have lightly, a light thing, just lay with his wife. That means that sexually, sexual coming together was not viewed as sacred. It was not viewed as only, only for committed partners in marriage. There was a total breakdown in Canaan of sexual boundaries. Sexual immorality was common. Glad that's not the way it is in our day, right? Our day. And Abraham knew that this total breakdown in sexual morality was gonna lead his son into idolatry because that was the, first, that was the next train stop. First train stop, sexual immorality. Second train stop, idolatry. So Abraham made Eliezer swear that he would not take a wife of the Canaanites, but he had to travel a long way from where Abraham was. He had to go. You know how far this was? This was the equivalent of walking with camels You know, from San Diego to San Francisco. How long would it take you to walk with 10 camels from San Diego to San Francisco? If you were to take 10 of your camels, <laughs> and take a walk from San Diego to San Francisco, that'd take you a long time. That'd take you a month or two, a month or two. But this is love's criteria. This was love's criteria. There must be a perfect wife for Isaac, not a Canaanite, but a wife taken out of Syria. Isaac was not to go to Syria. Isaac was not to become a Syrian, but the wife was to be taken out of Syria. Now, at this point, Eliezer he hasn't put his hand under Abraham's thigh. He hasn't agreed. He hasn't, he hasn't sworn to accept the job that Abraham wants him to do. And at this point, now Eliezer becomes extremely agitated. He's very worried at this point. And he's got this huge question which he raises in verse 5. He says, he says, Peradventure, just by chance, the woman will not be willing to follow me. And unto this land, must I needs bring your son again to the, to that place? And Eliezer, he was probably married, or he knew women well, so, you know, he knew that they have a mind of their own, and they'd always agree with men. And he knew that if, if she wasn't going to agree, he might as well give up right away. because. And so Eliezer wants to please his master so much. He wants to please him so much that he just wants to know, what am I going to do if the woman's not willing to come? and I fail. What do I do then at that point? And Abraham, he understands. He understands totally Eliezer's question. So he responds, and he says to him, and he tells him, he says, look, if the woman's not willing to go, you're done, you're free, you're finished, it's over, it's good. And so, okay, so you'll be totally in verse eight. If the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath, only bring not my son, thither also. So Abraham made it so clear, this has all gotta be based on the woman's willingness, on the woman's willingness. This is the basis for love, willingness, willingness. Abraham realizes that Eliezer has no control over the woman's will, and Eliezer is released from the charge if she's not willing. And when Eliezer heard that, Eliezer said, I'm in. Eliezer said, I'll put my hand and he did. He put his hand under Abraham's thigh and he swore to go and Eliezer was determined I'll do the best I can. And so Eliezer now leaves with 10 camels loaded down with expensive gifts and 10 camels. And he and Eliezer starts his search. And so he goes so he says, "Well, where do women go?" You know, so He says, at the well, at the well, that's where they go. So then he goes there and there's a lot of women there and now he's faced with a big dilemma, which one? Which one, which one? And so, and his question of which one was, which one is God's choice? Not my choice, but which one is God's choice? So then he turns to God and he asks God, he prays to God in verse 12 and he says, oh Lord God of my master, Abraham, and this is so precious, we have the text of his, of his prayer, we have the very words recorded. He said, I pray thee, send me good speed and show kindness unto my master Abraham. It shows that Eliezer was trying to please Abraham in all this, and he said, and then he laid out his dilemma to God. He said, behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of men come out to draw water let it come to pass that the damsel whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink he wants her to, to he wants the woman to take down this pitcher she's got and and give him some drink and drink and then he wants the woman to say, I'll give the camel's drink also and he says, let that be the one that thou hast appointed for thy servant Abraham for thy servant Isaac, whereby I shall know thou show kindness unto my master. So what we see here is in in Eleazar as he goes to the well, this is love search. This is the search of love. This is love searching, and God answered that prayer, and before he was even finished praying, Rebecca came to the well, and when he saw her, he ran to her. It says in verse seventeen, the servant ran to meet her and said, "Let me, let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher." Now he got her. This is really what he is. You, this is like the fleece that was set out that's going to be wet, that's going to be dried. This is like really over the top. I mean, Re- Rebecca, you know, um, she could have showed some attitude in this. She could have really come, you know, come off with something like, well, you got a lot of chutzpah, pal. I don't see a disabled sticker on your camel. <laughs> you know, I'm a woman, the jar is heavy. You're a man. You're standing right in front of the well where you can get your own water. But now, let me get this straight. You want me to take this heavy pitcher down and give you a drink? And he could have said, "Get your own water, if you don't mind." But but she didn't do that. She, and that's what made the that that's what made the the whole set here of what he was setting out before God so incredible, because then Rebecca was so gracious that she quickly let down her pitcher. Gave him drink, and then she said that she would give water to his ten camels, and she ran to give the camels water. Now let me tell you, camels can drink thirty gallons within fifteen minutes. Okay, and and this was and these was ten camels. So you know what ten times thirty is? <laughs> That's three hundred. So so we're talking about Rebecca giving 300 gallons of water to these camels. Now, if she's carrying, it wasn't a plastic container, I guarantee you. It had weight to itself. If she's carrying five gallons, you ever carried a five-gallon plastic container? How about a five-gallon container that's made out of pottery? That's not easy. If she had that, I don't know. But let's, let's say she did. Let's say she was a strong woman. Anyway, she's carrying this five gallons, and now she's gotta go to the well, draw the water out, fill this pitcher, carry it over, and give the camels water 60 times, 60 times. She's gotta go through this routine of draw the water out, fill it, bring it over, empty it for the camels, carry the pitcher back, do this back and forth, back and forth. That's a lot, that's a lot. But Rebecca passed the camel watering test. And that was amazing. And then at that point, uh, Eliezer, no, I found God's choice. There's no woman that's going to agree to do this. Give me the water. go, Then she's going to say I'll go, you know, 60 times. No, no. This represents love search. Love search. And now at this point, he knows he's found the woman. But now comes the hard part that he was all worried about. How am I gonna persuade her? How am I going to woo her? How am I going to charm her to come? So what it does, it says in verse 22, it came to pass as the the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of 10 shekels weight of gold. So what does he do? He gets out the box from Tiffany's. Okay, and he gives her very expensive golden earring and two very expensive golden bracelets. Why does he do that? Because Jewish women love jewelry, you know? That's why it's called jewelry. (laughs) That's bad, sorry. Forget that. (laughs) Now at this point, he's just pulled out from his 10 camels, Just three very expensive, pure gold pieces of beautiful jewelry. And, you know, somebody's wondering, well, what else is in those camels? I wonder what's in those camels. And so that's why he brought servants, you know, to guard this thing. Anyway, so then next thing he does, he shows more chutzpah. He asked her for an invitation to stay at her family's house, (laughs) which she immediately agrees with. And then this, and now he's. This is great success for Eliezer, and he has one response when all this happens. He's blown away. It's over the top, and his response is verse twenty six. Nothing more. He just bows his head and worships. That's all he can do. He just bows his head and worships the Lord. And but but Eleazar didn't know that she had a brother. There was the Laban brother problem. And it turned out that this Laban brother was more interested in what was in those camels than Isaac, I mean, than Rebecca was. And so it says in verse 29, verse 29, Rebecca had a brother. His name was Laban. Laban prays a prominent part in Genesis here, not so good. But anyway, Laban ran out unto the man, unto the well, and it came to pass when he saw the earring and the bracelets upon his sister's hands, and he heard the words of Rebekah's sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me. He came unto the man, behold, he stood at the camels' of the well, and he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord. Oh, are you blessed of the Lord? Boy, those camels, that's a blessing of the Lord right in there. I wonder what they got. No, but that's not in the text. But that's what he's thinking
0: This program was brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.